will sing unto the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. I will sing unto the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. And I'm glad that the good God of heaven and earth meets us here and encourages us and lifts us up in spirit. He is the lifter up of our heads. And he knows how to help us each and every day. If you have a Bible tonight and care to look at God's Word, I would like to turn your attention to this great Word of God. Turning to the book of Psalms, Psalm 123, 
Psalm 123, I'll begin with verse 1. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O that that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until that he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. And everybody said, praise the Lord. I'd like to just work for a little while, very simple subject tonight, and that is keep your eyes on the Lord. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. During the days of his flesh, when the eternal spirit invisible chose to show himself visibly by speaking the word over a willing vessel, Mary, and she brought forth that flesh and in that flesh dwelled the fullness of the very God bodily. It pleased the Spirit to dwell in that flesh to the fullness. And as he grew in grace and knowledge that flesh, the Bible teaches that he began to embark on an earthly ministry. Everybody said amen. And about going about on this earthly ministry, he went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. And as he went from village to village and city to city, and he continually taught and interacted with people, the Scripture teaches that the people sat in darkness, a great darkness, and that there was much confusion, and that also the Scripture teaches there were many heavy burdens that were laid upon them by the religious people of that time, and also living under the thumb of the Romans also at that time. So it was kind of like a double burden. Not only was there a tremendous load upon them from a conquering uh, world power, but then there was also their own religious leaders who were just filled with uh, their own ulterior motives to where Jesus said in one particular teaching that they bind heavy burdens upon people, but they themselves will not lift one finger to do anything. So it was a, a heavy time for the people when Jesus came walking down the dusty streets, when Jesus came and sat on the well, when Jesus went about setting them in companies of fifties and a hundred and multiplying the fish and the loaves and teaching them things that they needed to hear speaking to them with authority and bringing to them a doctrine that was strange to their ears because they hadn't heard the truth in so long. You know, they'd just come out of about 400 years of silence between the Old and the New Testament where God had not spoken anymore and he decided to withhold his presence and his word and uh, they had slain so many of the prophets as it is written in your scripture and so now he comes, and now he's talking again. He has sent John the baptizer, 
preparing the way, and now Jesus has come over the top of the hill and come down to where John the Baptist was baptizing in the river of Jordan. And John had just got done telling the people that there's one mightier than I whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy to loose. He is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so Jesus had come, and Jesus submitted to baptism to be an example. He wasn't going to uh, tell them to do something and not do it himself. So he was an example, and he made it crystal clear that it was necessary to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. You'd be surprised how many people that claim some type of religion refuse to be baptized and refuse to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And yet everything that they say is they're blessed and they love the Lord. But they're missing something here. You notice that the psalmist said, and he gave an example about a servant watching the master's hands, and his eyes of a maiden would be on the hands of the mistress, that she or he would be looking for the signal. You don't want to miss a signal here in your time and your opportunity that is upon you. We're living in a day and a dispensation, a period of time known as grace, when God God is saying right now the winds of judgment are being held back and the golden scepter of grace is extended and I am stooping down to those that are of low estate. Will you please catch my hand signal? Will you please get your eyes on me? Lift up your eyes unto me and catch my signal. I'm trying to signal you. I'm trying to get a message to you. I'm trying to communicate with you. Now, uh, if we likened it to uh, an employer and an employee, and if we likened it to a person who was a personal assistant to the lady of the house, shall we say, and these people in their job description, they're to keep their eye on the one that they work for. They are to keep their eye on the one that is going to give them the signal what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. And everybody said amen. amen. And don't you understand that I'm saying to you that the great and eternal and mighty God is much like this and he's giving us an illustration and he's saying, I have some signals for you. You need to keep your eyes on me. Don't get distracted. Woe unto that employee that is nodding off. I had one man come to me and said, my boss came in. He peeked on me, in on me on a midnight shift, and he said that I was nodding out. He said, I don't think I was nodding out, but you know, there's a funny little thing about nodding out. You can nod out and not think you're nodding out. And you think you just close your eyes for a second when it might be three or four or five minutes. And so this fella came to me and he said, what do I do? And I said, well, first you go to him and you thank him for looking in on you. And you tell him you appreciate his concern for you because you can't afford to lose your job. And you tell him that you're going to make sure that you do better and that you look wide alert and awake so that you don't miss any of the signals that are going to come your way from wherever they're supposed to come from and that you're supposed to pay attention to. And we had prayer, and he did what I said, and he hadn't had any more problem. What I'm trying
you there's a great big God that has gone the second mile he came in the flesh he gave that flesh on the cross a sacrifice prepared you better read the signal don't nod out don't sleep the sleep of death don't allow your eyelids to get heavy and your mind to get distracted when you're looking the wrong way and God's trying to send you a signal God's trying to communicate get you a message trying to warn you that's why Proverbs talked about the simple the individual that would be so gullible that individual that would be taken in by anything what could really sometimes rock you back on your heels is that not so much what the deceivers and the charlatans and the politicians and the people of this world what they say I'm past being uh, amazed by what they say I'm past being amazed by their spiel and their line and all that junk they put out there. What really gets you is the people that actually believe them. Let me tell you something. You don't want to take your God-given faith and put it in the wrong thing. You don't want to be putting it somewhere and looking in the wrong direction and following the wrong thing. And all the time, God is waving. And you're missing it. You know, if we're tuned in, if we're making an attempt to be tuned in, God, not only do I want to listen for your voice, but I want to listen to your voice. Not only do I want to be looking for your signal, your communication, the slightest move of your hand, the slightest little signal, but I want to obey it. I want to respond properly. I want to understand it. I want. To, I don't want to miss communication here. I can't afford to miss this. I can't afford to be distracted. I can't afford to go left or right. I can't afford here. There's something eternal here that's in the balance, and it's for all of eternity. I can't afford to miss this. I can't afford to let anything distract me. I tell you, there's nothing in this world worth getting turned around about or distracted by or backing up too. You want to keep your eyes on the Lord. Get them there to begin with and then glue them there and say I'm not going to blink. I'm not turning right or left. I'm not turning my back and going backwards. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. A very good example I feel is found in the Old Testament between the trainer and the trainee the mentor being Elijah and the trainee, one being mentored, being Elisha. And the scripture teaches that every time Elijah would start to go off to the next point, he would tell him, well, you go ahead and stay. And he would answer and say, as the Lord liveth, where you go, I go. I'm not taking my eyes. I am your shadow. I'm going to be right there. I'm, I'm going to cleave unto you and cling unto you. My eyes are upon you. I don't want to miss what's going on here. And, uh,
you know, the Bible teaches that the training was so good, and he, the, the one that was getting the training paid so much attention that God blessed him with twofold of a ministry. He not only did as many miracles as his trainer, but he did twice as many. Even after he died, the Scripture said that there was a happenstance that a man died out in the field, and they were looking for a place in a time of war, what to do with him, so they threw him in the sepulcher. The sepulcher was the prophet's sepulcher, and that man came out of there alive because God still said there's one more miracle that you're deserving of and you're going to get it and how about when he went out did he go out with them chalk marked off and said oh I made lick line 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 cross line 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 cross and I, I'm one short oh I'm going now I'm one short no God said you're not going to be one short as you kept your eyes on me and I got a signal buddy it's coming Many prayers are answered after people die. Many prayers come to be fulfilled. The bottle is full of tears and the vial is filled with prayer smoke and you better believe God's not going to overlook one thing. Make sure you don't. God help me not to miss the signal. Help me to look to the things that you have worked in my life and in the big picture and that we receive a full reward don't want to miss this here don't want to uh, fall asleep don't want to get distracted don't want to get taken by anything or with anything don't want to get carried away with dumb idols that's what your Bible said don't want to get carried away with things that are absolutely ridiculous and short lived short term Short-term gain is never worth the long-term loss. You want to tell yourself, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in this for an eternal thing here, not for a short season, not some little sprint here. This is a long-distance race, and I'm going to keep my eyes on him. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to let something come in and grab my attention and just get all filled and enthused about that. I want to be filled with the love of God, the power of God, the glory of God. I want to love his testimonies, love his word, love his truth, love his spirit, love his power, love when he causes me and blesses me to shout and to dance and to speak in other tongues as his spirit gives the utterance. I love the way God loves us. I love the way he blesses us. I love the way he encourages us. I love the way he holds up my head when I could be down if I'd let the enemy, but if I get my head down, I'm going to miss that signal. I like it when God just sticks his finger right under my chin and just pulls my head up. Get your lower lip off the ground, son. You're going to miss my signal. I'm, I'm trying to give you a little signal here. I'm trying to give you a communication. Keep your eyes on me here. Keep your, your eyes on your master. He is our master. Keep your eyes on him. He is the great, wise, one, true, only, eternal God. I tell you what, people talk to me about their problems almost every day. Woman pouring out her heart to me at the radio station. Another woman came by and I handed her a track. She called me later from the card and the phone number, and she said, the Lord put you in my path today. She said, because I need some help. I really need some help. Let me tell you something. Our God is looking at people all over, and it makes me say, I'm so glad I got you. Oh, I want to keep my eyes on you. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad I got the truth. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this. 
You know, the Bible said the whole world wondered after the beast. I don't want to be following that booger. I don't want my mind on him. I don't want to think his way and his system is cool and so cutting edge. His system stinks. His system comes from the pits of hell. I want the heavenly things. I want to set my affections on heavenly things. I want my emotions. I want the center of my joy. I want my tickle button to be touched by God and only by God. No, oh, nobody else dealing with that. Everybody said praise the Lord. Well, you can be seated for a moment. You know, we got one little youngin that every once in a while she pulls into that little frown, tucks that chin in her chest and crosses those arms and and that's about the time scene Sitfeld says, oh, and she gets that finger going, and that little girl gets to watching that finger. And it comes close, and she goes, look where the angels kissed you, right in that dimple. And that just brings a big old smile. And, you know, along with that, she gets that finger and hunts out that sugar bowl and finds that sugar, and then we're pretty soon we're smiling. You know, if you just let the Lord have his way, just let the Lord touch you. Just let the Lord bless you. Don't sit in church and fight them. Don't resist them. Not tonight, Lord. I just ain't in the mood. Well, you're going to miss just exactly what he knows that you need and that you're sitting there like some sour lump on the pew and all the way and everybody else is, woo, and you're just there. You know, you're going to miss. You're missing the signal of God. God is saying, Whoo, I'm coming to bless you. I'm coming to encourage you. I'm coming to lift up your head and get your lower lip off the ground. I'm coming to let you know I am God and I'm always going to be God. Keep your eyes on me and you'll go in the right direction and you will do the right thing. I will lead you in the path of everlasting righteousness for my name's sake. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Talk about a signal. <laughs> Woo, come on, Holy Ghost. Yeah, Lord. May the Lord falling fresh on me. That's I right. feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost all over me. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. Joy of the Holy Ghost all over me. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost all over me. You know why? Because I've been loose. I've been set free. So pardon me a moment while I have a jubilee. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. Oh, all over me. 